cats and kittens. We are back with another very special stay at home self quarantine episode of the Brando cast. God damn it. This pandemic. We're in month 27 of this fucking thing. But over the course of this uh, stay at home deal, we've had the chance to talk to so many fucking amazing people. Black Francis from the Pixies, Michael DeBar, Catherine Hahn from WandaVision, Paget Brewster twice. Oh my God. So many incredible people. But the person who I like talking to the most is here today. He is a podcasting godfather. He is a legend. And he knows more about music than me. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you for the third time on the Brando cast, Mr. Jimmy Pardo. Uh, first of all, thank you very much uh, for that uh, wonderful intro. That was ridiculous. Secondly, how do you forget Dion Warwick? How do you forget that you talked to Dion Warwick? You remember every you should forget my name and remember her name. <laughs> that seems like a lifetime ago. It was it's, so. It was just a brief twenty minutes of my life, but but you're right. I should have said Auntie Dion in that uh, cavalcade of people. I just enjoyed watching that all happen. You, you did the thing that I'm so I, I I'm allergic to doing this because I don't ever want to look desperate and pathetic. Um, when you tweeted out to her, "Hey, you should do my podcast," and then she says, "Contact my assistant. We'll make it happen." My Part of me was like, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you? Yet I can't do that. I couldn't do it. But but I and so I both admired and mocked you for doing it. And then and then it worked. I I know. Uh, First of all, I cannot believe that it worked. And it absolutely did, because the assistant, I believe, is her niece. It is. I believe you're right about that. And I think her niece is actually, it, I, look, I, I don't want to blow up anybody's spot, but I think her niece is the one tweeting as well. I don't think Dion is, uh, is tweeting. And my cynical part of it is she got on, the niece said, get on Twitter, do some social media so that the Rock Hall puts you in because they'll, they'll think that you're part of the, the world and that they, uh, you'll be a draw, so on and so forth. So I think it's all uh, manufactured. Uh, and, but yet she's great. And I'm so happy that you got to talk to her. Uh, it was a a thrill of a lifetime and she was a delight and it was a a total kind of out of body experience to see her on zoom, just looking like a normal person in like a a casual sweater. But, uh, I did it again, Jimmy. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I did the, uh, Suzanne Hoffs from the Bangles one night was like, (laughs) she, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she said, uh, ask me a question and I will answer with a Beatles song. Right. Wasn't that the premise? That was the premise of her tweet. And you said, will you, will you do my podcast? And her response was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And by the way, don't make no mistake. That was another one where I was like, look at this pathetic fool. And then when she responded, I'm like, son of a bitch, this guy's getting guests. Well, uh, we've been playing email tag. We actually have been emailing each other. Okay. Uh, I actually think that that's going to happen, Suzanne, if you're listening somehow magically. Come on down. But uh, I, look, I'm always at the front of the line going, hey, young person, self-promoting on Twitter, calm the fuck down. But somehow I was moved to do that because, you know, I feel like as an old guy, I don't know the, the real rules anymore. So fuck it. Well, yeah, I, one could not say you don't promote this podcast. I, I get the last call, last call for this for this week. What do you mean last call? It's on the it's it's, it's, it's on the internet. I, Jimmy, I'm fighting. I'm fighting for <laughs> one listener at a time. I know you are. I get it. That's it. Because you know, I'm not a celebrity. I don't have a blue check next to my name. Yeah, I've been in Hollywood for a million years and I know a lot of cool people and I can get people to do this, but I still feel like I have to fight for like every single listener. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I get it. It, it, Look, look, I'm very lucky in that Never Not Funny has been around a long time, and it's it's, 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 successful beyond my belief. That's the truth. That said, when you bring a Conan O'Brien and a Joe Rogan and all these people into the Dak Shepard into the mix— I'm with you, brother. We're, you know, every every new listener is welcomed, and please don't leave us. <laughs> you know, Paget 
Paget Brewster fans, your fans and Paget Brewster fans, they are number one and number two. It's incredible because I've had some crazy people on this show, which is really a delight and super fun. Right? But it, it's it's amazing whose fans show up for this. So it I well, I, well, I am very uh, I, I well again I'm allergic to using this phrase uh, of fans using the my fans. Uh, they're the greatest, the, the people that like what I do and, and are willing to then join me when I come on your show or other shows, uh, they're the greatest. I mean that I, I'm very, very lucky that they, and then other celebrities, other, I mean, real celebrities, uh, that have met never not funny fans will go, you have the greatest fans in the world. They're polite. They're kind. They're smart. They're sharp. Uh, cause I know some other fans, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, there are probably some knuckleheads out there listening to other podcasts that are not getting vaccinated because of it. <laughs> the fans that I thought would really show up for this. And you know, I'm, I don't care. This is for fun and for free. It's just fun to do. I, I love spending time with people like you, but I was a little disappointed in the WandaVision fans because, you know, Kath, my conversation with Catherine Hahn was super fun. She's a right. friend in real life. Her husband is one of my greatest friends of all time. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ethan, Ethan the great Ethan Sandler, who's been on this show, too. Uh, we work together. We play together. They're the best. I had a great time talking. But I, I will admit that I would get a little miffed when I would see someone create a a WandaVision theme, you know, with just a bad picture of Catherine and a picture of, of their dog. And that would get like, you know, 5,000 retweets. And then I would go, hey, everybody, here's a brand new post finale conversation with with Catherine herself where she tells you about her real life crickets. It, I, I am forever fascinated by that. I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I've never watched one second of that show, by the way. My wife and son uh, loved it, the WandaVision. And uh, that is not, uh, that's not for Jimmy Pardo's eyes. It's, uh, <laughs> although I, I, I absolutely adore Catherine Hahn. I, I adore her. Well, uh, are, are you not a superhero nerd? I'm not. Okay, great. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that show is kind of for nerds. Yeah. And uh, I embrace that side of me just as I embrace the Iron Maiden side of me. Uh, but uh, it, it was a it was a goddamn fun show. But um, you know, fuck you, Wandavision fans. Yeah, you know what? Get your heads out of your asses. Get vaccinated. Wear your masks and listen to the Brando cast. Hey, uh, you 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 threw out something about Dion Warwick, which was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, uh, this show is definitely going to post before they announce the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. My question for you is: Do you care this year? Um, you know, that's interesting when you threw some topics at me about what you thought we should talk about. And one of them was the rock hall. I'm like, I don't have an interest enough this year to have a, other than my two beats are this, first of all, Tina Turner is great. And that uh, the documentary on her that was just on HBO max is phenomenal. Uh, I've always loved Tina Turner. Uh, so great. Uh, Tina Turner's in, uh, you know, I adore uh, Iron Maiden, um, and Iron Maiden deserves to be there. I, I fear that they won't make it because they're so vocal about how they don't care uh, because of, you know, as well as I do as being a huge Maiden fan, if Maiden put the word out, Hey, vote, go to the fan page and vote for us into the rock hall. They would have, they, they would break the internet, the iron Maiden fan base they, you know, they, they, they perform to sold out cities, you know, all, they, all of Brazil. All of Brazil would be voting every day as if yes. it was their civic duty to get Iron Maiden in. Uh, uh, and the fact that so I fear that the Rock Hall thinks that Maiden won't show up. So why why put them in even but if they do put Maiden in that arena sells out instantly. They're all going to be there for, you know, in a way that Bon Jovi brought them all in. The Maiden fans going to come in and not understand why there's a you know, a, a percussionist being uh, saluted <laughs> and uh, why is Dirty Dan a private dancer singing? Um, and then, Brandon, I know, I know this is a long run on sentence. I, I know that people bitch and whine about people that are not in the Rock Hall of Fame, but I honestly cannot ever now take this Rock Hall of Fame seriously without Pat Benatar being in the Rock Hall of Fame. The fact yep. that she opened up, that every female... That started recording in 1983 to today mentions Pat Benatar as an influence, and you don't put her. She should have been in 20 effing years ago. And by the way, I'm not the biggest Pat Benatar fan. I like Pat Benatar a lot. I don't, you know, I've seen her in concert several times. I have her entire catalog, but I'm not. 
a fanatic for Pat Benatar, but I but I'm smart enough to know that what she means to the rock, to rock and roll. <laughs> and it, 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 not having her in there just negates your whole fucking room. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. Um, because of our age, we grew up in a time when she was like not just a a, a revered singer, but like the beauty aesthetic of rock and roll. You know, yes. it was a joke in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, well, there's five different girls in this cafeteria right now who look like Pat Benatar. I mean, she changed the culture, as you said, and it's ridiculous. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is ridiculous just by its very nature. I know there's a crazy political thing behind the scenes where you have to get like groups of businessmen who raise money behind the scenes to get certain bands in. Mm-hmm. Yes would not have gotten in unless a very specific group of powerful men with cash to spend made sure that they got in, you know, we'll build you a garage if you do this, that, and the other thing. Um, I do care about Maiden. I, I, I know it's silly, and I'm fuck you, Bruce, for saying you don't want to be in. I think it would be a lot of fun. And they, the fact that they continue to sell out uh, cities around South America whenever they tour. Uh, you know, the most successful touring band currently, they're always in the top five every summer that they go out. But, um, you know, the rest, I don't care. My sister-in-law, Diane Becker, shout out, she produced the uh, Tina Turner documentary. Oh, my gosh. Well, yes, she did. Tell her how much uh, I love... I, mean, I uh, I know, I you know, you know so much about Tina Turner, but yet I did not know the... Uh, the heart side of it. I know that's a, 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 the, the human side of Tina Turner. Uh, we, we just heard the salacious stuff all over the years. Uh, but then to hear how she grew up and then her mother taking advantage of her and not loving her, but then coming out of the woodwork and, and Tina's still buying her a house because it's her mom and all of it. I mean, what what a story. And so I, and I hope she, if, if she gets inducted, I hope she shows up because I would love to see her perform one last time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and by the way, to circle back to your Iron Maiden thing, I feel the same way about them as I do about Pat Benatar in that you cannot have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without Iron Maiden. Because, ev- again, every metal band that started recording, again, in 1983, after they heard Number of the Beast, then they said, I, I, that's what I have to do. They all cite Maiden as their influence. So if your point about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is th- th- these are the artists that influenced other artists, well, then the Foo Fighters don't get in before Iron Maiden does. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you? But Dave Grohl plays, and, I, and by the way, I don't dislike the Foo Fighters, and I like Dave Grohl a lot, but he plays the game. He shows up. He talks. He, he's, uh, you know, he, he might have even invested. He, you know, I think he's on the board. So they're going to get in, which is insane. To, that they get it on first ballot and Iron Maiden may or may not. And Pat Benatar isn't yeah. done with my soap off. I'm now coming down off my soapbox <laughs> uh, to have a nice, less passionate conversation about something. My God, I'm riled up. Well, I, 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 I hope you kind of stay riled up because oh. I have, I have a fun little topic for you. Uh, okay. Mr. Pardo. God, I'm yes. so happy people that Jimmy's here today. This is just, this is how I want to spend my time. And As can I've I say, before, Brandon, when, when I got your email, Hey, do you want to come back on? Uh, for a three-peat, I, I literally was giddy. I was giddy because it's like whenever I see your texts or not your texts, your tweets and stuff about promoting your show, I'm like, you know what? The, I, I do a lot of I, I've done a lot of podcasts over the years, but I, 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 I so enjoy my time with you. So uh, I was so flattered and honored when I got your uh, your email. So thank you. Well, you're the best, and and I think you're the only person I can talk to about the following topic. Because what I'm going to do today with Mr. Pardo is I'm going to present to him. Some of the tours that are coming back as the wheels of the economy start to turn and things open up again and bands announce that they're going back on the road in some form or another, well, the concert schedule is opening up. And I know for me, live music is one of the most important things. Mm. Jimmy and I, the last show I saw before the pandemic was Kiss at the Staples Center, and Jimmy and his son swooped by our little stupid uh, skybox, uh, you know, to enjoy a taco or two. Well, I did have some sort of an enchilada or something. I, I don't know if I, uh, and I, and I felt weird doing it. It felt like I, you shouldn't be eating off a plate. At a at a concert, it's so it's so ridiculous. We can't say whose box we were sitting in because we'll no. get in trouble. But because we stole the keys and broke into this place, right. but you um, guys did again. My my <laughs> son and I just stopped by, and then we went back to our actual purchased seats. Right, but I feel you know what for Oliver, 
I know that he would have probably seen six, seven, eight shows by, you know, because that was a year ago. Yes. Okay. So let's yes. talk about, I'm going to present Jimmy with okay. some of the things we're going to start with. I know he's going to this show. I just don't know in what capacity he's going to this show. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday, June 12th, 2021, at the Five Point Amphitheater in Irvine, it's Chicago playing their hits with Rick Springfield. Tell me everything. Wait, that's that's confirmed with Rick Springfield because I don't think they're doing it together. I don't think, is Rick doing that show? I think he is, and I'll be glad to be wrong. I don't care about being wrong about that, but I do believe that he's going to be there. But we know it is Chicago playing their hits. Yes? Uh, I, I, I've only missed one tour, and that was 1992. It's the only tour that I've missed from Chicago since 1981. Um, and maybe if I, if, if no, you know what? Push come shove. I apologize. I missed them in, in Chicago, the city uh, in 92. I saw, I ended up seeing them in Minneapolis in 92. So I have not missed a single tour since 1981. So yes, I will be there. I want to go. But Jimmy, I got to admit to you. The drive to Irvine, dude, <laughs> nearly killed me. <laughs> the last time I did was the Scorpions in the late summer, early fall of 2019. Yes, and I said I said never again because I almost fell asleep on the way home. Uh, and, and first of all, uh, safety first, ten and two, you know that, or uh, <laughs> four and eight, however they tell you say to do it now. What uh, that venue is also not a great venue, right? The the five point, it, it's not a good venue. It it is a makeshift, right? Uh, it's a temp, it's a temporary venue as they decide where they're going to put their permanent structure because they bulldoze the the famous Irvine Meadows. Speaking of Iron Maiden, scream from the Irvine Meadows. <laughs> um, but it is literally out in the middle of a field. They have metal stands. Right. Like you're at a high school football game in Texas and then like uh, some sort of like tarp on the floor. Uh, so it, it's just shitty. And, you know, the food stands are, are mobile homes. Really? No, I swear to God. Uh, now, maybe they zhuzhed it up in the before the pandemic. I have no idea. But, you know, it was it was really weird. It felt like a horrible state fair somewhere uh, in the middle of the so- country. Uh, you know, I was really bummed out when Chicago, you know, of course, they had, like everybody, they had canceled their last one. They were supposed to be at the Forum uh, with Rick Springfield. And the Forum is literally a seven-minute drive for me. And then I know where to park. And then I walk from my car. I don't pay for parking. I park on a street. And then I walk there. The whole th- the, the, getting the whole thing takes 15 minutes for me from my, my house to my seat. And then when it, they said, okay, here's our new, uh, here's our new dates. Uh, some venues couldn't accommodate, and it was this Irvine Meadow, the Irvine location. I'm like any anywhere but there, <laughs> anywhere but there. And it's actually it's super hard to find. That was the, the, it's super hard to find. You can't just drive down there going, oh, you know, it'll be it'll be easy to find. I'm just it's going to be right off the 405. Somehow, even though it's in the middle of nowhere, there's a left and a left and a right and a right, right. and it, you, you have no and there's nothing around it at all. So yeah, boo to that. Do you have a secret? Uh, I I don't want you to divulge this, but do you you have a secret parking spot uh, for the uh, for the uh, the, the forum? forum? Yes, I'll t- I'll tell you where it's at. <laughs> not not now. Not not, 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 not here. <laughs> it is. Uh, and by the way, it's never failed me. It's never been like uh oh, like because I do get that little knot in my stomach. Like, well, maybe this is the time that it. it it's never failed me. <laughs> so my brother and I always park. There's a dentist office. I think it's on Manchester. It's like a right around the corner from where the sizzler is. Yes. And, uh, and they charge like 15 bucks. So you don't feel like you're getting, you know, assaulted as they right. do in, in the, in the parking lot. But, um, but I love the fact that you have a secret spot cause you have to have a secret spot. It took me years to find it because uh, speaking of Iron Maiden, when I saw Maiden at uh, at the uh, forum, I guess it was five, six, seven years ago now, um, I think I spent $50 on parking. And, it was like, <laughs> and to your point about being assaulted, you're in a line of cars. You're in a caravan, and then they go 50 bucks, and you're and like... You don't have, you, you can't U-turn and then say no, because then where are you going to go, right? You're going to find a, a spot for a place for 40 bucks, right? Now I know about this 15 dentist office, but uh, it was like, I, I felt like I got punched in the balls. <laughs> like, this is more than my ticket cost me, for Christ's sake. My most hobo move, I think, of the pandemic. And this is such a hobo move. I was uh, driving through Hollywood. Uh, I was driving past the Burger King on Sunset. 
uh, in kind of the Los Feliz area. And all of a sudden, I got a like a craving for a 1983 Whopper with cheese. Love it. And I pulled into the drive-thru. And uh, I was like, uh, Whopper with cheese, please. And they were like, uh, yeah, uh, just a sandwich. Yes, no fries, no Coke. I don't need any, any of that stuff. Just a Whopper with cheese. And they were like, $9. And I went, nope, that's unacceptable. And I did a reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I did a reverse out of the drive-thru. Nine, oh. it, could, it could not have been nine dollars. <laughs> no, it was it was it was cost prohibitive. It was still, it was still ridiculous <laughs> for the sandwich. I get it. Because you, to your point, in nineteen eighty three, you'd get a you'd get a whopper with cheese and fries and a drink for four ninety eight. And so, like now, you want to charge me eleven fifty for that? It's like I understand prices go up, but it, come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, I will say, I, I, there was no one behind me. Thank God. Uh, well, well, but thank God, you, you know. know Reversing out of a drive-through line—that's a—that's a hobo move. It's also some very precise driving. I'm proud of you for <laughs> staying between those two little up uh, little uh, railings that they put up. And you got to go backwards and hope that you don't hit the king's crown. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh I wanted God. to say something. By the way, you mentioned about Oliver going to—he would have gone to a bunch of shows yet. We ended up going to a lot of. Uh, uh, out in Montclair at, at the Canyon, they had a lot of uh, drive-in concerts. Oh. Um, with tribute bands. So we went out and we saw the Styx uh, tribute band, Styxology, the worst mm-hmm. name in the history of uh, <laughs> tribute bands. Uh, we saw Styxology, and they were great. And then we saw Kissed Alive. <laughs> and uh, my son's review of them was, uh, Dad, this was like a high school talent show. That was the review of Kissed Alive. <laughs> we saw uh, Foreigner, a Foreigner tribute band. The, what and were they, they called? Were they were called uh, the greatest. The number four, the letter N, and the letter R. Four N R. And it, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, we then saw uh, Pat Benatar. We saw Best Shots was the name of their uh, band. Uh, and then we've seen Yachtly Crew twice. Uh, the uh, the Yacht Rock uh, band. So that gave us something to do during the pandemic. You go out there. We uh, to, we would go through a drive through. We get some food. We would sit in our car and watch these tribute bands and. Um, it just gave us something to do and enjoy. You know what? Who doesn't? You know, you, you like you like every foreigner song. You might pre- think you don't, but you do. <laughs> you like well, every Pat Benatar song, and so why not hear an hour and a half of songs that you like? Well, for people living outside Southern California, you should know that it is the mecca of cover bands. Yes. Period. Southern California has the world's greatest cover bands. All the musicians who never quite made it on a certain level right. go down to the next level, which is cover band. And you can do really well if you're pretty good at one of these acts. And I used to go every Sunday night, Woodland Hills. Yes. Outdoors in the big giant Woodland Hills Park at Warner Center. They have these elite cover bands, Hollywood, U2, right. the Australian Bee Gees. Uh, all these acts. So here's a here's a segue for you. I'll just throw this out because the greatest place to see cover bands in Southern California is the Canyon Club in Agora Hills. Yes. And I was going to bring this up later, but I might as well bring it up right now because just in the next two weeks, Mr. Pardo. Yes, I'm listening. We have... I'll I'll read their names and you tell me uh, who, who's the tribute band. Oh, you know what? We do the same game on Never Not Funny, where I make the guys like I said. I went to see a foreigner cover band. What's the best name for a for a foreigner cover band? So I love doing this. Go ahead. I'm in. Okay. Okay. So starting on May seventh, we have Moving in Stereo. That's the Cars. <laughs> You're gonna. I, I hope you get all these. Okay. May eighth, it's a double bill. This one's easy. The Cured. Jeez. Yeah, this is, that's uh, dumb. Uh, Come yeah, on, guys. Yeah. You could do better than that. Okay, but so playing with the Cure tribute band on the same night is Arena. Is that a is that a Duran Duran? Boom. Done. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Moving on. Now, this one might be harder. I would not get this because I don't like this band. Okay. But they have a tribute band. Uh, in the end. In the end? In Three the words? end. First of all, that name sucks. I don't even know what band this is. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't either. So I'll just tell everybody. It's Lincoln Lincoln Park. Oh, see, by the way, <laughs> there might be a Lincoln Park fan listening right now going, no dummies, that's the best name for a uh, Lincoln Park tribute band. You two assholes don't know it. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I understand that guy Chester, everybody loved him, but 
uh, that's a band that I just never got. That, uh, that, me that neither. Just were not for me. Thank God. Me neither. Too old for them. Uh, I, so May 15th, the long run. That's the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Here's another easy one. The 21st of May is Erotic City. That's Prince. Right. And then on May 28th, Herman's Hermits starring Peter Noon. <laughs> oh, so they're there. Uh, I'm going to say that's a Herman Hermits tribute band with a guy propped up looking like uh, Peter Noon. No, it is uh, Peter Noon. Oh, I know it is. And but but he's, you know, he's 97 years old now. I know. I know. God bless him. Hey, by I listen the way. To him. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brent. I interrupted. I'm no, sorry. I, Zoom say, I, listen, I listen to his 60s on Six Show, so he is still alive. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going to say about that erotic city. Man, you, I understand the premise of tribute bands and how dare you think you could be as good as Zach. Or how dare you think you could be as good as but if you you gotta be fucking great to be Prince. Like if you you got a lot of balls <laughs> to say I'm gonna do a Prince tribute. Right. That's not even that's not a band, man. That's one guy. And a vibe and a being and know, be, from and another so you planet. better be good, man. You better be not even just you better be better than average. Because some tribute bands average works. You gotta be <laughs> effing great to be Prince. Right, because he's arguably one of the best per- live performers in, in terms of just dancing, just moving. Forget right. about singing, just dancing, number one. Guitar player, put him up in the pantheon of guitar playing gods. He, uh, Brandon, to that point, on my web series, Jimmy's Records and Tapes, I did my top five favorite guitar solos. Uh, out of the top five, Prince, and I'm, a, I'm not the biggest, I'm a Prince fan, but I'm not a fanatic by any means. Out of the five, my five favorite guitar solos of all time, Prince had two of them. Yeah. That's how great Prince is as a guitarist. Was one of them the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Wow, my uh, guitar gently weeps. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, everybody's yeah. out there. I think it's Clapton and Petty, and they're all taking their turns. And then here comes the Purple King uh, just to burn everybody's face off. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. That There's guitar a moment solo. in that video. It's on YouTube, people. You just got to go Google Prince Rock and Roll Hall of Fame while my guitar gently weeps. Oh. Danny Harrison is just his soul is on fire. He's smiling, he's, like he, yes. he's 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 so filled with joy watching this man interpret his father's music. Jeff Lynn from ELO, of course, and Tom Petty are both. You watch their brains break in half as they're watching Prince do this solo. A hundred percent agree. I mean, it is it's <laughs> un. I, I cannot say. So so here's a guy who says. Hey, I play guitar. I kind of sort of look like Prince. I got a decent singing voice. I'm going to do a Prince tribute. If you if you you better freaking satisfy that audience, man. That's that's mm. high. <laughs> well, that is the 21st of May at the Canyon All right, five, Club. 521 Agora Hills. We'll find out. <laughs> now, oh, look at this. I'm looking at the calendar. What do you think about this? Danny Serafin and the CTA. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't. I, I've seen them in the past, and they uh, they're great. Because to your point, he collected some of the best LA session dudes, and and they you know they you know they form and they and they uh, and sometimes Bill Champlin joins them, sometimes Jason Chef joins them, formerly of the band Chicago. Um, so they're great. I mean, there's you know what's their uh, you know you're you're seeing three dudes from Chicago. That's as many as you're going to see when you see actual Chicago as well, three original. So, uh, and by the way, Chicago Live, I know people like to say they haven't been as good since Terry Kath passed away in 78 or when Satara left in 84. The current touring version of Chicago is fantastic. Is they it really? Are, oh, my God. They got some young guys, younger guys. You know, they're, you know the, the originals are 75 years old. Uh, the younger guys are 55 years old. So it's still men you're seeing. And they are, again, the best of the best at their instruments. They're fantastic. Well, it sounds like they're going to be playing because they're, they're billing that tour, this new tour, as Chicago playing their greatest hits. So I think every, every single song is going to, you're going to go, yep, 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 yes. yep. Yeah, amazing. All right. Well, that's it for the Canyon Club, except I was going to bring this up because I know I'm going with Mr. Amon Zappa. We just had him on our serious show, October 21st, Thursday night, Don Dockin at the Canyon Club in Agora Hills. Would that be something that you would join us for? I don't mind rocking with Dockin. Um, (laughs) I saw Dockin at the uh, House of Blues on Sunset Boulevard. I forget when. I forget. It was Dockin and somebody else. It was a combo. 80s hair guys. Uh, but uh, also, my wife, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a running joke. And that's a loose uh, joke is a strong word for this. Uh, I've, Danielle was working on uh, some TV show here. And then they had their rap party 
uh, at the House of Blues, and the artist was Dokken. And nobody understood why that was happening. Like, I think it was an E show. Like, they were all uh, writing on an E fashion show. And um, and then it was Dokken. And so, like, she calls me from there. She goes, there's a band named Dokken playing? And so, like, that's our running, like... Uh, well, you gotta go to you gotta work for that company because they they get docking for their for their Christmas party. Or whatever. <laughs> I it's just uh, so they are internally. While I like docking, they are internally a household joke here at the Pardo Canyon household. Well, I I uh, I bonded with Don Dockin. I admitted to him when we had him on our show that uh, I the first time I saw him was 1983 in Albuquerque, opening up for Dio. Dio and Dokken, for him, that was the Tooth tooth and Nail Tour. Yeah. Uh, he was fantastic. And then, of course, Ahmed asked him if he would like to have dinner with us at the Mexican restaurant next to the Canyon Club. So, fingers crossed, that's what we're hoping for uh, this coming October. Well, I mean, he at this point, he's just a dude that plays guitar and sings. Of course yeah. he'll have dinner with you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he's got a cool look going on. Uh, going to the rainbow. He's going <laughs> right. to be fine. Uh, he's lucky to join you, too, as far as I'm concerned. He's, <laughs> you're doing him the favor. Now, here's a uh, band. There's no way they would have dinner with me. This one I don't know about, because when I saw that they announced this tour just yesterday, coming to America, I didn't know how I felt about it, and we're going to get into this. Genesis. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I will join the fan club. I'll do whatever it takes to okay. buy my ticket. Um, I finally, I've never seen Genesis a concert, which is number one, the reason I want to do it. I finally saw Phil Collins in 2018 or 2019, whenever he came to the forum and mm-hmm. I finally saw him and I think it's in my top five concerts of all time like and I've been to 300 400 concerts yeah uh, so I will be I'm, I'm going to see that Genesis show no matter what it takes okay you're gonna have to travel because they are they are not they haven't announced an LA thing yet. well there's no West Coast it's all the it's all Chicago and East yeah, and then my guess is, and which I, by the way, which I like, by the time they then go, here's our West Coast states. We're two years, oh, you know, we're a year away from our vaccines, maybe. So maybe a little safer to go to the forum, to go to the Staples Center, you know, the SoFi Arena, whatever they're. You know what I mean? Yeah. So would I'm okay you, with Would them. you go back to the United Center to see them in Chicago at the United Center? I'm not going to do that. No, I'll wait until they come here uh, and I use that private parking spot of mine over by the Forum and uh, <laughs> uh, take advantage of that. Um, I'm very excited. So you're on the fence on this one. Only because Phil Collins is clearly going to be performing from a chair. Dude, it doesn't matter. It okay. doesn't matter. His kid is phenomenal on the drums and Phil Collins still sounds amazing. So you don't want to hear Invisible Touch? You don't want to hear The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway? Who gives a shit if he's in a, sitting on a stool? <laughs> I he's, read The Sun. They've been, they're, they're going deep into the ancient Peter Gabriel catalog. Oh, are they Because really? I read an interview with The Sun where he said, I learned how to play the last 10 minutes of Supper's Ready. Ah. I've never really listened to that stuff. So I'm really excited about what we're going to be playing. I never uh, listened to uh, Fifth of Firth. Uh, and we just learned that, so I'm excited about that. Wow. So that that puts me uh, in the yes camp. I mean, of course, I would love to go see Genesis because I know they also have people listening at home. Arguably, one of the best uh, audiovisual presentations whenever they go out on the road. But I've never seen them either. Yeah, I I was so mad by I I was for whatever reason when they came. I think it was 2007, maybe 2009 when they came to the Hollywood Bowl. I was in a, some a move that I can't even explain to you at the moment. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm no, I'm you know I'm not seeing Genesis. Like I, I don't even understand like that ten minutes of my life. Like why was I so anti Genesis? That I'm not going to go to the Hollywood Bowl to enjoy songs that I like. Like, what the? I don't even, I, I don't understand my mindset. Uh, and I regret it that I didn't go. So the fact that they're coming, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so excited about it. Okay. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm, ex- you, you put me on, you put me in the yes camp. Great. Uh, cause I want to see them. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's one that, that is coming, not coming to LA, but coming nearby. Okay. Uh, playing five dates in late August to early September. A mini residency at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. It's Morrissey. <laughs> uh, Would you, you know drive what? to Vegas just to see Morrissey? 
I don't. I, I like him. I like the Smiths, uh, but I, I don't even know if I see him at the forum with my special parking. I don't think like. Uh, I don't think. I don't think that's when I go see. And then cut to it ten years from now. I don't know why I said I wouldn't go. It's the biggest mistake of my life. But uh, what about you? Are you going to go to? You're not. Doing, you're not doing that. I'm not going to drive to Vegas to see Morrissey because um, it, it'll be blazing hot at the end of uh, of August in Las Vegas. Um, you'll be sucked in. I would be sucked into the black hole of Caesar's Palace. I do not gamble, uh, uh, and because I don't gamble, I don't like wandering around those places. When your friends are gambling and you just wander around a casino, you can't go outside. You know, the, the, because the street is just—it's uh, not a street. It's not a—it's not a place to walk. It's not a fun stroll between casinos. You are stuck in one place. Yeah. And I and I can't stand that. Um, I've seen Morrissey a ton here Where in L.A. Have? Yes, I have. Uh, uh, what, 12, 14 years ago, he did like seven nights at the Palladium. I went to like three or four of those. Oh, wow. I've seen him at the Hollywood Bowl, the old Universal Amphitheater. Um, yeah, he's great live. Uh, I love that the Latino fan base that shows up for him in Southern California. It's super fun, but, um, you know, all, there's also the new twist in his life where he's become sort of like, yeah, you know, come on, Great Britain should be white. Yeah. Kind of I can't, thing. can't give that guy money for those reasons too. Yeah. Right. That it's, it's, I, I still haven't figured out exactly what his position is and what the deal is, but, uh, no need. I, I'm not driving to Vegas to see Morrissey. Okay. All right. Speaking of Inglewood and Jimmy's secret spot, yes, here's one I'm really curious about. It's the big metal show that was supposed to happen last summer with Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and the immortal Joan Jett. That is Saturday, September 4th at SoFi Stadium next to the Forum. You know, I've seen Def Leppard. I saw Def Leppard and Brian Adams together out at uh, some baseball field in the Inland Empire, and that was a great show. Uh, and then I saw Def Leppard at the, uh, you mentioned it, the uh, the old uh, Universal Amphitheater. Uh, I don't like Def Leppard enough to drop the money that that tour is going to take. Um, also, when I saw Motley Crue, uh, and I've seen them three times, I think, in my life. The most recent time was at the Forum. Uh, and I felt like I was going to get the shit kicked out of me at any given moment by the amount of machismo walking around in there. Yeah. Um, also, they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and... I can always find, even if a band's not good, I can go, well, you know what? I was entertained for that time. I enjoyed this. Or I'll find some aspect of a live show to justify, uh, rationalize me going. They were so, that was just bottom line, awful. They just were awful. And, and I love Nikki Six, and I think he's great, and I, and I like 6AM. I think those are great albums. I think he's a great songwriter. But as a whole, I don't care that Tommy Lee goes upside down. Just play your fucking drums. I don't need you to spin around at a gyroscope. Uh, you know, Mick Mars, they got to prop him up on a guitar stand in order for him to play. Uh, and I think he's a good guitarist. I just, I can't spend money to see those guys again. I just, I can't. And I, I've seen Joan Jett enough in my life. I'm fine. And I think Poison's great. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, I wanted you? to. I well, I I want to go because we are hoping for our serious show that we will have some semblance of a parking lot show. Oh. We wanted to. We were all set up to do that last summer, where we would go. We got the mobile equipment. We'll set up in the parking lot. Hey, stop by and chat with us. And are you psyched about tonight's show? And talk to fans and stuff like that. I selfishly, I still hope yes. that happens. But that is such an easy one to push because. If the SoFi Stadium, if the pandemic not happened, and the SoFi Stadium was at full capacity, if you feel dangerous, you know, uh, at the Forum or the Staples Center seeing Motley Crue, now, now triple that in right? the SoFi Stadium. Oh. So, uh, no. no. That's not fun, because I hate that. I know that energy that you're talking about, and I can't stand it. It's weird. It's like, why that, that need to... I need to punch somebody. I'm having such a good time in here. Like, I don't get it. Like, I was so tense the entire time, and then add the fact again that the band wasn't good, and then it was, and and it wasn't the new forum either. It was like the old forum where you went down to the bathroom and you're, you know, you're ankle deep in piss because guys don't know how to use the bathroom when they go to a concert either. Like, they just go, they just like they think it's okay to whiz in the sink and on the floor. It's like, are you an? Just wait your turn and use the urinal. I mean, it's what are you doing, you animal? It makes no sense to me, and it only seems to happen at like that type of show. 
Well, the, the, the Scorpion show, I felt that way at the Scorpion show in Irvine in 2019. And, and I said to my friends, like, what is this crowd? Is it the Orange County tough guy right. that I'm like freaked out by? It's a little weird. It's not like there's an aesthetic in L.A., the, the grip guy who's on uh, who's off duty. You know, and, and he's a little amped up, but during right. the day, he's like a grip, you know, and, and you, you get him. But down there in Orange County, there was a lot of guys in lady jeans with the bad embroidery on the on the butt patches and like just T-shirts with so much fucking design and the, the bad tattoo designs on the T-shirts. Yes. And the, and, the, and the crew cut, but tons of earrings. It was just weird. I, I, I had never. And I go, OK, oh, I guess that's what Huntington Beach thinks is a tough look. <laughs> right. Right, it's dude. I, 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 I will not be able to pull what band it was, but I also at the old Irvine Meadows. Um, this has to be 15, 20 years ago now, but it was same deal. Like you go to the bathroom, and it's just a bunch of dudes pushing each other out of the way to to whiz on the floor, and then there's always the woman that wants to sneak into the men's room, and the dudes <laughs> act like like. Like they've never seen a woman before. Like, whoa, here comes a lady, everybody. And and then and they and they're they're catcalling and they're acting like it's okay to treat women like that because they're at a kind. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. And I wish I could remember if uh, that might have been Def Leppard. I forget who it was, but it was some metal show because you know it's not going to be. You know, you're not. That's not happening at a Brick Springfield show. That kind of behavior. It's, um, uh, Crowds are the best. The you uh, know, I would love to be able to just the, the 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 game show that I would love to be able to do is drop you in a crowd. You don't know who's playing, and you have to guess who. <laughs> what crowd are you in? You know, because there's the the KCRW crowd at the Hollywood Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. For certain events, you know, there's the, there's the, like I said, the Latino fan base that comes out for Morrissey mixed with punk rock kids. That's a very specific crowd. And the cure kind of gets that crowd too, right? And Depeche Mode kind of gets that crowd. They all kind of, they, oh my God, a hundred percent, but also Depeche Mode. Cause I went to see them at the Hollywood bowl. The last time they came to LA, that is uh rich nerd. That, that, that that's right. the vibe there. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood people with a couple bucks, but they were nerdy new wave people in high school. Yes, hundred uh, percent. By the way, I've always wanted to do a game, so maybe we could uh, merge these two game shows. That'll never go. Um, <laughs> the, uh, we'll drop you in any mall in the country, and you got to tell us what's the fastest you could say what city you're in. God damn it, is that good? God damn it, is that good? Same thing because like people always go like when I, back when I was a road, you know more of a road comic, and I would just work all you know basically live out of my car and travel all across the country doing stand up. They would go, oh, you must hate being here in Cedar Rapids. Like, you could put me in this mall. I don't know if I'm in Cedar Rapids. I don't know if I'm in Chicago. Like, it, it, every, it's all the same, man. Yeah. I can tell Pittsburgh people who are sitting at an airport gate. If I, there's a bunch of people waiting for a plane. I can tell that they're from Pittsburgh before I see the sign. Re okay. Yes, I can. I swear how, to God. Be how well, do you do that? Number one, there will be, I don't know, seven or eight Mario Lemieux or uh, <laughs> Sidney Crosby uh, ho hockey shirts. Okay. Uh, then a smattering of Ben Roethlisberger, whatever current Steeler they love. There'll be a lot of Steeler gear in there. But then there's also a look. There's also like the classic Pittsburgh mix is a person whose parents were German and Scots-Irish. Or Italian and Scots Irish, like, and then the, the person that they make—that's a Pittsburgh person. Joe <laughs> Joe Manganello is a Pittsburgh person, right, 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 right. right? Okay. He grew up in my neighborhood. Uh, you know, I I knew he was from Pittsburgh before I, you know, I read his bio. Um, I can I can do that, but I'm with you on the mall thing. That would be, God damn it, would that be so much fun? It's the it's the same thing. Like as your as your crowd at uh, at a, but I do like that that idea too. Uh, I think that you know what if 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 you get a, a job writing on a late night show that that should be like the thing you pitch is you know this this way we're going to drop you into a, 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 a rock concert you got to tell us who it's for before I love it I'll pitch it every week and they'll be like pack your stuff and go yeah, dude you got to go jokes right <laughs> dude dude you're not getting free tickets to see your favorite bands write a fucking joke. That's what they hey, would say to you. Hey, hey, by the way, you could tell Oliver that on uh, August 13th at the Canyon Club, kissed alive. No, we're not going <laughs> to. We can't. You know, here, here's the thing I'll say about kissed alive. They, I don't think, because we were outside and it was, you know, uh, in the middle of the pandemic. I'm wondering if they couldn't do their full show because there was no, 
you know, if you're going to do a Kiss tribute band, you better have a guy that breathes fire. You better have uh, a guitar that's, you know, at least a sparkler go- comes out of it or something. They didn't do any of that. It was just like guys playing Kiss music in costumes. And it really did seem like a like a high school talent show because it didn't have those big theatrics. So maybe inside at the Canyon Club in Agora Hills, they would have the theatrics and it would be a little bit different. Uh, do you know if there's a Kiss tribute band called Animalize that only does 80s non-makeup kiss. Dude, if there's not, uh, there you know, here's the funny thing. Kiss put their makeup back on because they saw how successful the tribute bands were. Like I went to see a band called Strutter at the Limelight in Chicago and it was like everybody there was my age at the time. This is like 30 years ago, but it was dudes my age all wanting to see Kiss in the, the in makeup and full and the and Strutter was amazing. And then there was another one called uh, Mr. Speed and another one called, um, oh, I forget what the other band is. They were out of Ohio. They're really good. And uh, and then Kiss got wind of it. And that's one of the reasons they were like, hey, maybe there's something to us putting the makeup back on. Uh, so I'm with you. Now the big Kiss fan would go, you know what I want to see is guys doing those, those songs that they now don't do because they had to go back to the classics. Will you yes. throw down for the next iteration of Kiss which Gene might put out as four guys dressed at them, but produced by them. Don't you have to go once? <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> right? Isn't that basically Beatlemania? Don't you have to go see it one time to see if it's good? Because to your point, like Tommy Thayer is a great guitarist and he's doing a great job as this space ace character. What if it's three other dudes doing just as great? Maybe Eric Singer sticks around and then there's two guys replacing Paul and Gene. Why not? If they're great, why not? I think it's going to happen. I think I know it's been talked about for for real, and um, Paul and Gene would put it together. I I would I would go once, but would I pay <laughs> would I pay Kiss concert money to see it? I don't think so. I think it would have to be a little more reasonably priced ticket. But uh, I think I'd go. Here's the last question that I'm going to ask you before oh, okay. I let you go because it's it's almost uh, it's almost time to go. You got th- I know you got things to do and places to be. I have a very rare uh, meeting today. A very uh, uh, but I've got time. We're we're good on time. Okay. Well, I was good. I was just going to ask you. Okay. Is there someone that you're excited to see? Yeah. Is there someone coming that you're you're like okay yeah now I'm really excited or I want to see them and I'm not talking about. Daryl Hall and John Notes at the Hollywood Bowl on Friday, October first. Okay, we're not talking. We're, so, so that's off the table then. Ten one twenty one's off the table. <laughs> I think I'm going to be at that one. I really do. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing that we will. Assuming that uh, we all feel comfortable doing it, I think that we would go see that as well. Uh, my wife and probably even my son. Um, it'll be two years since it's it's now been pushed back to uh, the spring of 2022. Uh, but I was supposed to see them. I think. Uh, boy, was it April, May? It was supposed to be, again, they pushed it to May of this year, then they pushed it back to 2022. Uh, but AHA, the band AHA, <laughs> okay. is going to be at the Wiltern for three nights. And it's the only U.S. dates they've done in decades. And I have tickets for all three shows. And I couldn't wait to go. Then the pandemic hit. So they push it back to May of 2021. And then it was like, as the as we're approaching May, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I want to go and sit in the Wiltern with this many people. But I can't miss AHA. Jesus, I hope they push this back again. And then they pushed it back to now, I think, April of 20... Uh, no, it isn't May. May of 2022. So that's the one that I'm looking forward to. Three. Three nights one, at the Wiltern. One, two, three nights at the Wiltern Theater. Yes. They better mix up that set list. They better... <laughs> they better uh, otherwise, Can you educate I, me uh, past uh, Take On Me and uh, Sun Always Shines on TV? Which are f- fantastic. Uh, a song called Cry Wolf is great. A song called Scoundrel Days is great. Um, they, uh, if you picked up their best of, you'd be, you'd be, or they put out a great, they put out an MTV Unplugged a couple of years, about five years ago now, uh, where they do a haunting version of Take On Me uh, acoustically. Uh, but that whole album is great. They are they are fantastic. They are they are really really great. And it seems to me that they're in every other commercial now. So the number of like young people that have heard, oh my god, take on me is a fucking meme. How many kids are doing TikTok well, videos to uh, that song? Uh, uh, and then the Goldbergs even did like a whole episode based around uh, him doing uh, the his version of this take on me video with him and his mom. It was uh, very well done. Oh, wow. That see, I I would have assumed I would have assumed that aha. 
would have been coming to the Greek Theater on September 3rd with Thomas Dolby, Flock of Seagulls, Missing Persons, Naked Eyes, and The Romantics. Is that don't you feel like because I you know I'm a, I'm a big sucker for those uh, uh, '80s compilation shows? Isn't that missing the one big anchor? Right, yes. like those are all those are all fine. You know, they're, they're all great. But then it's and then special guest, blah blah blah. And I don't even know who that would be on that bill. But those those aren't strong enough for me. I I need one more bigger uh, band to close that up. Yeah, you need it. You need at least a B team rather than a bunch of C teams. Yes, 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 yes. And to me, those are a bunch of C teams. They're all great in their right. own way, but there's nobody there that goes that makes me go. I got I got to get out to that show. If it was the psychedelic furs, does that yes. make it more okay? Good, that makes Done. it more palatable. Done. Okay, great. Echo and the Bunnymen, does that make it Done. more palatable? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, could Adam Ant top the bill no, on that? Not for me. Not for Jimmy Carter. <laughs> that does Adam Ant does not uh, does not move the needle on that one for me. I wonder if uh, the Adamant tribute band Ant Music will be playing at the Canyon Club in Agora Hills anytime soon. Because is that a real one? I, I I assume it is. I don't know that it is. You know, I was just talking about this with my wife because we we went to see Yachtly Crew, and uh, you know they all wear little sailor outfits, and, and and on paper I would hate it, but I actually think they're great. The idea of a tribute band is not only do you want to be in a Quiet Riot tribute band. You found three other dudes that want to be in a Quiet Riot tribute band. Like, how is that, right? Like, hey, you know what I've always wanted to do? Quiet Riot tribute band. Are you reading my fucking mind? That's what I've always wanted to do. How do you find those guys? The, the, the San Fernando Valley is littered, littered with musicians who can play. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it just is. Ventura Boulevard is paved with the bones you're of right. people who moved to Southern California and didn't quite make it. Now, there's Yachtly Crew, Yachty, Yachty by nature. I don't know them. I've never. Um, I've, I've only seen Yachtly Crew. Okay, these. well, there's, there's Yachty by nature, mm. playing Yacht Rock, of course, on the 3rd of July at the Canyon Club. Jimmy Pardo. You have blessed me once again with the awesomeness of your time. There's nothing I would rather do than uh, than than talk about this nerdy shit with you. But God damn it, does it make me happy? It make you know, dude. I, and I'm not I, I'm not just being a showbiz a hole. When I said that uh, I was giddy when I got your email, I mean, look, you emailed me on Saturday and said when you want to do it. I'm like, I'm Monday. Let's do it Monday. <laughs> like I couldn't wait to do it. And and I uh, let let's please get together now that things are opening up and sa safely. Let's please get together for a lunch and catch up like real people without microphones. Uh, I would like. I would love nothing more. Uh, I would love nothing more either. So, sir, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> okay, and to the rest of you, thank you so much for listening, liking, subscribing, telling your friends. Yeah, I, I fight for listeners one person at a time, as I said at the top of the show. Uh, and of course, the Brando Cast is produced by Mr. Richard Sheltinga. So, until the next time, cats and kittens. Don't